All right. So, <laughs> so can you? So, what we were left off there was anybody that in the business world, entrepreneurs, um, uh, life coaches, or anybody that you follow that you think other folks should follow if they are a young entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur. Yes. So, before they said this off, oh my gosh, I call I follow Coach Rocky. Her name is Janelle Rocket, and on. Instagram, her Instagram name, I think, is at Coach Rocky Knows Her Shit. <laughs> but okay. she's a content and marketing strategist that I follow. She drops a lot of good content gems in her content. So she basically sells content within her own content. And she's always dropping, like, different content ideas for people. Um, and it, it's helpful because it kind of leads you to where if you don't know what kind of content that you should be posting – for your business or you feel like your content is not converting people into being um, your client, then definitely follow her because she's very good at what she does. And through her free content, I have learned so much. Um, another one that I follow, her name is Sadie Smiley, and she's the owner of uh, Passive Income Pathways, which is a group that she calls PIPs. And um, when I think of pips, I automatically think of Forex trading and, you know, you got to catch 100 pips and that means you made a lot of money. Well, she kind of has her set up the same way. You don't have to work um, eight hour days. She teaches women to work about four hours per day, yet maximize how much they can earn by earning money passively. So that's why it's called Passive Income Pathways. Uh, so I definitely check her out on Facebook at Sadie Smiley or her Passive Income Pathways Facebook group uh, and go soak up some knowledge. She's always dropping like free ideas and like literal gems for people who are looking to make income passively. Uh, outside of that, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Oh, Nishaya Richardson on Facebook. She is a financial coach and she is someone who drops a lot of gems about money. If you're going to become an entrepreneur, you need to get comfortable with money and you need to understand money. So definitely check her out. Her name is Nishaya Richardson on Facebook. Awesome. Uh, really good gems there. Thank you. Um, some other people that I'll I will pass along to you. Frank Kern. I don't know if you've ever heard that name before. Kind of a, a great marketing uh, guru. Uh, Chris Cardell, another guy that I um, he's British, uh, but another guy that I go to for like digital marketing. Uh, okay. Grant Cardone is another guy that I think a lot of people like. He's a little controversial. Um, okay. Some, but those are three names. Um, and I noticed that your your folks were women. I haven't necessarily <laughs> come across. That's that's fine. Hey, look, hey, it's it's Women's History Month. But those are some guys <laughs> that I listen to in terms of like marketing, and, and maybe they can help you. Maybe they could uh, pass some knowledge to you. Um, so we'll wrap it up before the uh, technology boots us off again. So right. give everybody like their social so they can follow you. Tell them again um, how they could get that. Um, that travel guide, like like what would be the qualifier or how they can get that from you? Okay, so um, to gain more information on the travel guide, because I will be marketing it shortly on my socials, and I'll probably be marketing it, marketing it the heaviest on Facebook. 
So follow me on Facebook at Kamara Antoinette Love. Um, I'll sure be sure to send the correct spelling and stuff of my name to Rob so you can attach it to the podcast. But follow me on at Kamara Antoinette Love, or you can find me through my big travel group with the Honey K members called Travel with Love Club. Uh, those are two ways that you can follow me. Now, to qualify in order to get the book, uh, we I do have a minimum spend. So when the book is released, the men's version of the book should be released by May 1st, and the women's version of the book will be released by April 1st. But to qualify to uh, get the journal for free, you would have to spend money on travel, something that you were already thinking about doing, and spend a minimum of $3,000 on your travels. Then you will absolutely be able to get this book for free and you can uh, have a one-on-one with me about what travel and healing means and how you can shape shift your mind into going in that direction and guys i know some people may that don't travel they may go three thousand dollars that's probably average for a two-person trip uh yes. depending on where you go when you add in the airfare and how much the tra- the transfers are and uh, mm-hmm. the resort fees, especially if you're going to an all-inclusive resort, those things can be two or three hundred dollars a day per person. So that sounds about right. Now, I've had lots of clients that have spent three grand um, yeah. easily there, uh, and and more. So it's not, and I'm sure there are probably um, you know some payment plans or whatnot there. Anyway, Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't think most folks are dropping three thousand, you know, just straight up. <laughs> No, no. Um, so my agency does accept payment plans. We I work with people to ensure that they can pay their travels off in a timely manner and make sure that they make it onto their travels. I actually also teach people how to budget so that they can afford their travels, not how to budget, but like how to create a travel budget. And I will be going live on Friday on my social on my Facebook page to talk about travel budgeting. So spending, like Rob said, spending 3K on a trip is very easy to do. It's very standard in the industry. Uh, And making the payments on the trip maybe a couple months uh, ahead of time is probably the best way to get that paid off. Yes, because most vendors probably, depending on whether it's a cruise or whether it's land, uh, want their full payment within somewhere between 120, 75, 60 45 days, just depending on what brand or whether it's, you know, got airfare and certain things attached to it. It just kind of depends. I've seen it as far out as 120. I've seen it as close in as about 30. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of depends. So the mm-hmm. earlier you can um, you get that uh, done and, and make your arrangements, the better off you are. So I'm going to thank you for coming on, Kamar, before this thing uh, cuts us off again. <laughs> Right. Uh, I, I appreciate you. Um, follow her on Facebook, Kamara Antoinette Love, and tra- is it Travel with Love? That's the name yes. of the Facebook group. Travel with I am Love. in the Facebook group, and there's a lot of great content that comes down out of there. Um, if you guys know me, you could DM me. I will put you on to that to the group, um, and maybe send you something so you can maybe reach out and friend request Kamara as well. Thank you so much for coming on. We are going to wrap this up. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to the rap for this special women's history month, uh, version. And thank you, Kamara, once again, uh, for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. All right, everybody until next time for the rap. I'm Rob Anthony. 
Uh, peace and be well. All right, welcome in, everybody. I'm Rob Anthony. You are listening to a special Women's History edition of The Wrap. Uh, we are talking travel. I've got one of my travel colleagues with me, Kamara Love. I, we, we tried this once and we got had a little technology flub there, so we are starting fresh. Uh, hopefully <laughs> we can get through it without any issues here. Um, so, again, welcome in. Hello, hello. Hey there. All right, so we were having a discussion earlier about this wonderful travel guide that I thought was an amazing idea and that we are going to collaborate on. I wanted you to tell the listeners a little bit about that. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So there are two versions of the travel guide. The first version is called a black girl's guide to manifesting travel. And the second version is called a King's guide to healing with travel. Um, So it's a little bit of like, very similar travel different purposes and speaking to two different audiences because we as women and men don't necessarily relate to things the same way Um, but the essential purpose of this guide is to guide you while you're traveling through healing so there are seven different page types within the guide Um, it starts off with a couple letters of encouragement just to get the reader encouraged about healing while they're on their travels and just to set the intention within their mind um, what their purpose of this travel is for. So this guide is for, you know, people who may or may not recently have gotten into a, out of a divorce or, um, you know, maybe they were in a like toxic relationship with a family member or they just have something that they went through um, and just needed like, an escape, but haven't necessarily been able to like get to a therapist or anything like that. Um, this purpose is to show them that with travel, because we all love to travel and most people think of it as a self-care or luxury type of thing when travel actually can be healing. Um, so the purpose is to just teach people to use travel to heal, especially if they're going to be traveling every year anyways might as well find more and a greater purpose in it, especially since travel does seem to give us a new perspective online. It uh, gives us a new way of thinking about things. uh, And I wanted to share that with the world. Awesome. So let's take a little bit of a step back here. And uh, I want you to tell me about your entry into the travel business. Why did you get into it? How did you get into it? Uh, What was the gateway for you that made you feel like, hey, this is for me. I like this. Okay, so... um, I grew up a military kid. I'm a military brat. So, like, travel is, like, deep within my bones. I think the first time I ever traveled, not I think, I know for the first time I ever traveled, I was five years old. And we moved from California to the south. Um, And that was, in itself, was a three-day road trip on a Greyhound bus. So, uh, I've been traveling for a long time. But how did I become an agent? I had recently um, joined Facebook. And I was making friends with all my old high school friends and a whole bunch of new people in the area that I had just moved to. Um, We'll talk about how I like to travel by moving. But I just moved to the area. I was looking for friends. And I just kind of was adding people on Facebook. And I ended up 
seen this one woman on Facebook and um, her post kind of really spoke to me and she was a travel agent Um, and she was, you know, blogging a lot about how she wasn't having to spend too much money on travel, which definitely spoke to the traveler within me because who doesn't like to save? (laughs) Let's just be real. Um, And so I was like, well, I already travel a lot. I have a lot of knowledge with travel. Might as well, you know, try this out. And I do love to travel. Like, I, I have this itch to move, like, every three years of my life. And between those three years, I always have the itch to go somewhere new. What? So, wow. So I want you to, like, how did we get from the South and California down to living in Mexico? It what kind of... <laughs> Uh, spurred that decision to be kind of an expatriate and leave the states so my first introduction to living in mexico was in 2018 before i even came became a travel agent i was actually like freshly moved back to california um into my mom's house well not house apartment actually and it was like way too small for as many people that were in the apartment and i was trying to find a way to move out of her apartment and do so with they being able to afford it. Cause at the time I'd worked at platinum fitness, so I didn't have the biggest income, but I wanted to have a place for me and my daughter. And I kept seeing all these advertisements for um, houses and stuff in TJ. And so I was thinking about moving down there, but my family pretty much convinced me like, no, that's crazy. Why would you ever do that? It's so dangerous there. And so then I ended up moving to Los Angeles, got in a bad relationship, got out of that relationship, moved back to the South, and then moved around the South a little bit. And then I came upon the idea of being a travel agent. Um, and at that time, I was following a lot of Mexico influencers. Like, it was purely in the middle of the pandemic. And um, I was following a lot of influencers that were living in Cancun at the time. It was from a mixture of people I knew from, like, Forex. And I was trading in Forex. And then some people from Facebook. And I was like, you know what, there's Americans doing this, there's something to this. And I know that the peso is not as strong as the dollar. So I just kind of sprung the idea up on uh, my now boyfriend. And within 30 days of me springing the idea up, we just kind of were like, yeah, let's go. And we moved. We were already looking to move out of the place that we were staying in anyway. So it was just like, okay, well, we found this new direction. So let's do it. And we kind of just did it. (laughs) There wasn't no official plan. So, has it was there culture shock, or was it different than what you thought it was going to be? Um, how do you feel about it? Would you stay there and maybe just move to another city within Mexico? Like, like, what's your Mexico experience been like? So, um, like any place in America that I have moved to, I have experienced a form of culture shock. Um, anytime you go to anywhere new, there is a little bit difference in culture. I will say here where I live in Mexico, it's in Rosarito. It's only about 30 minutes south of the border from San Diego. So the culture in San Diego and here in Mexico is very similar. Um, there are some things that I had to get used to as far as like crazy drivers and things like that, but that's also kind of big city culture in itself. Like I dealt with crazy drivers in New York and in Los Angeles. So I feel like I did have a bit of a culture shock, but I was more pleased instead of like before when I moved to New York, I had a culture shock and it impressed me. (laughs) This one was one that was I was I was very excited about. I've been living here for two years 
ish. It'll be two years in April. Uh, and so I definitely would say that I like it. I would move to another city, Mexico, for sure, uh, especially given the chance, because uh, the one that we live in is so close to the border. We cross the border kind of often, and I do want the experience of not being able to cross the border. Kind of like burning the ships, as they say. Like <laughs> yeah. I, it, It's kind of a safety thing. Like, oh, we could just go back across and feel right. safe again. So you just want to let go and just fully immerse, right? Exactly. And I feel like where I live, it's um, a terrible place to come to if you're trying to be immersed in Spanish. Not saying that it's impossible because this is definitely San Diego, but in Spanish. However, there are so many English speakers here, especially because there's like um, colleges here. And one of the requirements in order to finish your degree is you have to finish a second language. So most people choose English. And so... Okay. <laughs> There's a, it's, I find myself speaking English and Spanish evenly, um, but I want to be speaking Spanish more so that it's easier for me to remember things and become more fluent. I am pretty fluent-ish, enough to live here, but um, I, I could be more. Did it surprise you how, I know that our, a lot of people's visions of Mexico, oh, there's, you know, uh, cartels. And it's crazy and it's dangerous and you can't be outside at night and it's like a third world country. I know that's like an outdated term. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but it did it surprise you on what it's really like? Like, oh, this is just like any American city or maybe it's not like an American city, but it's not, you know, that bad that everybody's trying to portray. Uh, no, I've been to TJ and Rosarito before moving here. I came and visited in 2019 um, with a girlfriend that I had at the time and we spent a weekend out here we took like 300 bucks with us maybe 400 spent the weekend and came back with half our money so wow. that was another like reason that when I was moving to Mexico I was like describing this to my partner now and I was like it's cheap like I promise you I spent a weekend and only spent like 200 bucks <laughs> that's pretty good because yeah. outside costs a lot of money in the states it every time I have to go to the United States, I spend a minimum of a hundred dollars. Yes, going outside, just breathing air, breathing good old American <laughs> air is fifty dollars plus yes. tax. And I then it's another fifty. <laughs> so, can I ask you, like, what are your favorite travel destinations that you've been to? Whether they be something domestic in the United States, whether it's Rosarito, whether it's something in Mexico. What's like the favorite, your favorite destination that you've been to so far? Mm, like ultimate favorite? Oh God, um, I would definitely pick Valle de Guadalupe, um, down in Ensenada, mainly because uh, it's more of a. I guess I really like the culture there. Valle de Guadalupe is a town that many Americans visit for its wineries. It's kind of comparable to Napa Valley in California. Okay. But cheaper than Napa Valley. Um, and kind of like if anyone who's ever been to the Thousand Islands in upstate New York, how that's the wine country up there. Uh, it's definitely similar to that, except for Mexican style and the, cult the culture that... Um, Climate is completely different, right. but but I like it there because it's kind of like a feeling of home. However, there's enough culture, and I'm far away enough 
where I have to really speak Spanish uh, and like really get into the Spanish speaking. It's also I think of it as a place of like just R and R. Um, I am very busy in Rosarito. It's there's it's next to the big city of Tijuana. Uh, and then San Diego in itself is a big city. And then when I go down to Ensenada, it's also a city. And it's just like a bunch of tourist cities lined up next to each other. So if I want to relax, I go to the Valle. Got it. Um, for anybody that is thinking about going into a business or whether whether it's a travel business or any business, for any young female entrepreneurs out there, do you have some words of wisdom for them? Yeah, so... Honestly, I do like have a master class for um, building an online community. And we're not here to talk about that. But I brought that up because in my master class, the first component that I teach, and it doesn't matter like what I'm teaching, I always strongly, strongly recommend and advise that you need to believe in yourself. You are wasting my time and your own time if you don't believe in yourself. So if you are a female entrepreneur listening to this or an aspiring female entrepreneur listening to this, believe in yourself. Like uh, I'm gonna quote myself here, but one of the things that I say is um, fear is a liar. It is there to combat everything that you know about you that is good with inside you. And fear will keep you from doing the things that you need to do. Combat fear and visualize what it is that you can do believe that you can do it it's kind of like being in a strongman contest so you have to believe you are strong enough to go through this journey and come out on the other side at the vision just like if you're in the strongman's contest you have to know within yourself that you can pick up the heaviest weight if you don't know that you can pick up the heaviest weight then you won't win the contest so once you know, you go out and you pick up the heaviest weight, you show the world that you are the strongest man. But, and, you know, that's kind of like an analogy with men in it. However, it's the same thing. Once you know that whatever product or service is that you are offering to the world, about. once you know that you can complete your, the service or deliver the product, you will or brand because you will be looking for the right grow and the only way to grow is to know that you can um so do you have any like sales people or entrepreneurs that you follow or that you think other people should follow oh wait okay do you have any sales people or business people entrepreneurs uh life coaches or anybody that you follow that give you some direction or that give you uh, kind of instructions or that you learn from or inspire you? Did um, you hear that? Uh-oh. Did we lose you? Can't hear you if you're talking there. All right, so I can't hear Kamar, but I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it going since we're since we are uh, recording here still. Um, and I'll, I'll give you guys.